What up, guys? Your boy Quake. We're back with a brand new episode of the Diverse Mentality Podcast, number 176. Yes, sir. 176. Everybody knows your boy Vito. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Vito's back. Um, he's missing yeah. for a little bit, but Slut half the episode back. he was here, half the episode he was gone. Yeah. Uh, Rich Gang. Rich but, Gang. Uh, yeah. Good Richard, I try and documentary. Yep. Uh, it's still on course. I think for right now, I'm kind of running into a lot of different personal problems and then, uh, you know, uh, working issues. So, uh, a lot of it is behind the scenes stuff that needs to happen. So if it doesn't happen, there might, might be a pushback for a couple of days. Uh, I'm waiting on something right now. So I don't know. I don't want to push it back obviously, but it's for the better of everything because, uh, in the future, it kind of guarantees that potentially another documentary like this would be made. So, you know, you work with it. Um, let's get into the news. Playboy yeah. Cardi. And I'm not a fan of Playboy Cardi's music. Never. I tried to get it. You know, I tried to get into it uh, to feel he loves him as an artist. Sure. But, uh, yeah, I've never been a fan of his music. Once I found out uh, he got Iggy Azalea pregnant and then didn't care, take care of the child properly, that, you know, kind of was like, that's fucked up. And now he's gotten to more issues with females, and this is even worse. So let's go over the article. Playboy Cardi uh, has allegedly been arrested for choking his pregnant girlfriend. Uh, Playboy Cardi was reportedly arrested in December for allegedly choking his pregnant girlfriend. According to TMZ, the incident took place on December 20th in Fulton County, Georgia, following an argument over a paternity test. The woman told police that Cardi grabbed her by the throat and pushed her, holding her neck until she could barely breathe. She said she feared for her life during the attack. According to the alleged victim, a witness then jumped in to try and break up the fight and help her escape his grasp. She said Playboy Cardi then attacked her again when she ran to her car. The woman claimed the whole lot of red rapper attempted to pull her out of the vehicle and put his hand over her mouth as she tried to use the car's SOS feature to call the police. When police arrived, police when cops arrived, police discovered visible injuries to her neck, chest, and back. Uh, Playboy Cardi was arrested for felony aggravated assault as well as hindering a person making an emergency telephone call. Police records show he was booked into Fulton County uh, Sheriff's Office on December 29th and released on $100,000 bond the following day. The woman told police she had been in a relationship with Cardi for two years, and they had lived together since July 2022. She was 14 weeks pregnant at the time of the alleged incident. Cardi's lawyer, Brian Steele, who was also representing Young Thug, in the ongoing YSL Rico case, claimed his client is innocent and said the charges will be dropped. Mr. Cardi was falsely accused, pursuant to my communications with Fulton County Attorney's Office. This case will be dismissed without any prosecution or litigation wow uh yeah Iggy Azalea you know you guys know the story that he impregnated her kids he never really was there for his kid that's what Iggy says uh if this is true that he's choking his next pregnant girlfriend yeah this guy's got some weird shit going on I'm not a fan of the music and now yeah. it just makes me even more uh distant of the person itself because yeah. This is fucked up. You don't put your hands on a woman, especially a pregnant woman, on top of that. For real. The kid. Uh, don't Hell put your hands on anybody, not even just a woman or a person. Have respect for people's boundaries um, because here's the thing. When you put your hands on somebody, um, the repercussions, you can't control the repercussions of how the person reacts to it. That's the thing. Especially when you're everything. That's everything in life. So when you're disrespecting somebody, you know, if you choose to disrespect that person, you can't control how that person responds. 
you know, and that's when things get really bad. You know, if somebody's really crazy and, you know, and you're asking for it, boom, something happens. So is this from the, from that one viral TikTok that I saw of Drake dancing? I think it is. I don't know. Oh. Remember that, that video where that guy slaps the cup? Drake slaps the cup? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I just saw that blue. I was like, that looks like a viral. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, but that was hilarious. Oh, that's crazy. But, uh. Yeah. I just find it crazy that the lawyer says he's falsely accused. The hell? Yeah, if it was the police went there and they saw marks all over her body. Um, How the hell is that false? Yeah, I think, uh. It's a good it's fairly, lawyer, but terrible. I mean, he's supposed to deny it. That's his lawyer's job. That's why right, I, would, I could never be a lawyer. If I saw, like, evidence that somebody did something, I could not defend that person. Yeah, I don't care how much I'm getting paid. Yeah, sometimes lawyers are bullshit, man. Yeah. No, they do. That's their job, defend you to make sure that you don't get locked up, and uh, that's the case. But Tough being a lawyer. My, my, my crazy thing about this is this happened in December. We haven't, we're not hearing about it until now. Oh, yeah. You know, so that's usually crazy, weird. Usually yeah. when a celebrity gets involved in some shit, it's out there within, like, seconds. So Yeah, what the yeah, I don't know what what what's going on behind the scenes, but uh, that's crazy. Yeah, that's kind of late. Yeah, it's like two months late. Yeah, they argued, <coughs> they argued over a paternity test. Hmm. So maybe he's saying it's not his child, you know, whatever. Yeah. When she's pregnant, and she was like, "Yes, it is." So I don't know. Regardless, don't put your hands on people, female, male, whatever the case may be. Uh, grow up, Facts. you know, it's not worth it, and. You know, if you do deal with the consequences. Yep. You got a felony. No yeah, joke. definitely not a joke. Uh, the judge has granted Drake's motion to avoid deposition in XXX Tentacion's murder case. Of course. So, of course, he had deposition. Uh, but then the judge like, nah, you don't have to show up for deposition. So let's see exactly why. Uh, efforts by Drake's legal team to get their client out of sitting through a deposition over XXX Tentacion's murder have proved successful. TMZ reported Tuesday, February 14th, that Judge Michael A. Usana signed off on Drake's motion to avoid the deposition following the court's previous order for him to sit down later this month and answer questions. Drake's attorney, Bradford Cohen, argued that the court had no relevant information, information to bring his client in, which the judge ultimately agreed with. Suspect Derek Williams' lawyer, Mauricio Padilla had presented Drake as a possible alternative theory to X's murder, citing their beef before the Florida rapper's death. Padilla tried to subpoena Drake for a deposition last month before the trial commenced, claiming that the Toronto Raptor native was properly served but failed to show up for deposition. Because of this, Padilla then petitioned for the court to order to showcase, which the judge then granted on Thursday. Then the order requested Drake's presence for deposition on February 24th. Days later, Drake's lawyer filed a motion to dismiss it, writing that he believes the defense attorneys are only trying to add more layers of celebrity and notoriety to the case. It is both unreasonable and oppressive to subpoena an out-of-state party who has not been mentioned in any reports, any investigation, or reference to any involvement in this matter. Cohen wrote in the filing, to mandate that he appear for deposition for something that he very clearly has no relevant knowledge, knowledge of is unreasonable. Uh, well, I mean, you know, you hear the songs, you hear the little slight things that people are assuming is after, mm -hmm. is making fun of, uh, you know, Existentacion. Right. They even mentioned one of the bars where he says, I'm in Turks and Caicos, you don't want beef, this is live. He dies, you know that bar, that, that song, mm -hmm. with 21 Savage? Let me see if I can find. That's a more recent one? Yeah. Uh, Drake, beef is live. I forget what the song is, it's 21 Savage. Knife Talk, yeah. 
off the oh, off the terrible album that he dropped. That one terrible album, Certified Lover Boy. Um, yeah. Spoiler alert: Beef is live. He dies. Let me see. There. Are, let me see. Uh, there's they're saying this because weeks after XXXTentacion died, Drake was in Turks and Caicos, and in the bars, that's what he says. Um, let me see. Uh, uh, yeah, it seems like he. What if he went over there on vacation, just to make it look like? So he says, "I fuck with her and fuck with her and her. I hit her up her until due to her for sure. Voodoo curse. It got him while I flew to Turks. Spoiler alert. You no, know, the dogs had hit him where he knew it hurts. Yeah, that's crazy. Weird. Yeah, spoiler alert. You know, beef is live. He dies. So I don't know. They're mentioning those bars." Seems very weird and off. Yeah, that but I mean, I don't know, man. Drake might just be trolling, and I don't know, man. Yeah, but uh, why would you be trolling about that? It's kind of still weird and fucked up. Because X was dissing him on live, dissing his mom. So you're just trolling about it. you're dead, ha? Huh? Let me just troll about it. Damn. You know? Yeah, I mean, obviously, bro. If somebody disses, you know, your parent, nothing to do with it, disrespects you online. At that point, it's no, like, I, feel you. Yeah. I wouldn't give a fuck if he died. I'm gonna be honest with you. And if I want to troll about it, I'll troll about it. I mean, why are you disrespecting my parents? You know, I never didn't. He, by the way, Drake did nothing to X at all. And X was dissing him online. So it's like, you know, because X was like, yo, you stole my flow, my style, blah, blah, blah. And that's why you're running. I think it was, I forget what song it was, but he was mentioning that when he was alive. Um, I think he said that also on live. Yeah, he said that. Yeah, yeah. Instagram live. Yeah. So, um, I mean, like you were saying, he probably flew to Turks just to make it seem like nothing. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know, bro. It's. You know, um, who knows, man? But it does. Yeah, it's a weird situation. Crazy shit. But here they're saying it has something to do with Kim Kardashian. So I don't know, man. Who knows? I mean, if they ain't got no evidence, like evidence, hard evidence, then boy, they ain't gonna do shit to Drizzy. What if that guy's playing video where he's handing out money and he hands out to one of the killers in the video? And they find out that he's the killer? Oh my God, Drake's fucked. Now they have some real good evidence. <laughs> yeah, that's. That's insane. Drizzy. I mean, he's now his mob ties. Mob ties. I love that song. Mob ties are one of the best Drake songs ever, dude. That beat is just so... I love that fucking song. I gotta go bump that again. That shit is fire. You gotta give him applause for that one. That's probably the only good song off Scorpion, though. Most of the albums, eh. Stop the cap. Yeah, for real. Just too long of an album. That's the only problem. Way too long of an album. I love it. But, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, so we'll keep our eye on this, see if anything uh, comes up with Drake and X. But uh, it's an interesting court case regardless. You know, so we'll obviously keep you guys updated. Uh, Enelie Choppa. So Enelie Choppa posted on his Twitter just a video of him giving flowers to Lil Wayne. Like, literally giving him flowers. Because a lot of people say, yo, I want to give, you know, it's good to give these people flowers while they're still alive. Literally gives him flowers. So let me play the video. It's quite an interesting video, which I've never seen before. So.
No, he was like, oh, yeah, the, he is. He has announced that he's doing a track with Wayne. So, oh, dope. Um, no, but yeah, he's like, I'm gonna cool. read, I'm gonna read this letter, blah blah blah. So for sure, man. yeah, that's fine. I don't think nobody's ever done some shit like that. I don't think I. Ever I mean, seen. if you go on Drink Champs, they give you, you know, the Drink Champs show will give you guys the flowers that those are kind of gold, but not like that, like a yeah, bouquet of not, flowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah nobody's ever flowers done flowers on. But people, you know how the internet is. It's like you're giving a grown man flowers, you're gay, but whatever the case, man, you know, people are people just stupid. Yeah. Saying, man. It's not <laughs> I know. Bad. It's that's fire, honestly. Yeah, I, I yeah, like that a lot, man. man. Uh Wayne appreciated it a lot too. Hell yeah. Yeah. So that's shout gang. out to Weezy, yeah, baby. Weezy, baby. Shout out to Emily Chopper, man. I'm gonna drop Kyle for ten. All right. I mean, we're like not even on six, I think. I know, I'm just gonna skip it. Kyle ten. Shout out to Emily Chopper, man. Great guy, uh, for doing that. Dope. You know, um, Obviously, if you get to meet your idol, definitely, that's oh. something that's dope. That definitely you should be doing. Oh, yeah, seems like he was influenced by him a lot. A lot of young but generation was influenced by Weezy F baby. baby. So, <laughs> Weezy baby. Um, that's Fire one Wayne. one argument of why Wayne is in the top ten of all time. Thank yeah, you. I mean, didn't we mention that already though? Like I said, he's in the top ten of all time. I think we did. Yeah. Yeah, I said. I think I remember saying that. If I didn't, I'm I'm tripping. He right. he's top ten of all time. There's yeah, no. Bro. Just because of the influence it alone. Like a little bit of everything. Yeah. And I saw some people in the comments when we were talking about the billboard. Man. Let me go some over some of these comments. Man, man. Some, y'all, some y'all, people y'all, was talking yeah, too let's, much let's shit. go over some of these comments, man. I just, I don't know where. Uh, no, I mean, everybody has their own opinion. No, I, I'm, I'm one million percent. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm I'm okay with, you know. I'm I, actually, I welcome other people. I'm glad people were talking about it. Yeah, so. Oh, I don't care if people say we suck. So Eric said that Tupac had two four albums. And one group album before he died. It's a solid body. It's a solid body of work from beyond the number one spot. His influence, yeah. Still though, he died in his prime. So to me, that beats the whole argument of that. I think, in my opinion, Biggie shouldn't be top ten because he only had two albums. And the second one, he wasn't alive to see the release. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, you could. You could not wrong. Yeah, you could argue Tupac more than Biggie. I agree with yeah. that. Classes and sessions. Shout out to Lebo. Uh, Lebo. Huh. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Thanks. Yeah, we did mention AK, of course. Um, uh, rest in peace to him. Uh, yeah, 50, not being top 10 is ridiculous. Hova number one is obviously ridiculous. Um, hey, not to cut you off, but something popped in my head. What about Nelly, bro? I don't know. Nelly has too many R&B, like, records, and, like, he's not, I don't know. Most people don't look at him as a rapper, I think. I mean, as far as, or... Oh yeah, he was there. Never mind. I'll just say, oh, cool. Yeah, he was. There. I don't know. I feel like people don't look at Nelly as a rapper too much. But every LL record was like was hot there. in here. Dilemma. I mean, LL Cool J, he was the first to do that shit, and he was. He had rap. He had rap records. Four, yeah. three, two. A lot of records that were just rap records. But 
I mean, I could see Nelly being in the top fifty, but it's just too at least top fifty, bro. He was. He I think it was just lot, too man. too R and B too R and B influenced. I think that's probably why. Huh. Um. Yeah, he said. Uh, Hove is created by product of the industry to be number one because they don't want to give the title to a white rapper. I can understand that. Um. Okay. He said, "I already knew what time it is when they rank fifty that low." <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. Skipper Tallgrass took 34 shots, Ciroc. Yeah, man. I took him with you. Uh, Ice Cube should be top 5, 50, and DMX should be top 10. Okay. Yeah, I think Ice Cube has influenced yeah, a lot, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, Ice Cube. Is Ice Cube legend. should be. I think Ice Cube should be at least. Was he? He was in the top 20. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. He was uh, behind 50, I think. Around, yeah, close enough. Yeah. yeah. I think it was 19. Juicy J over Rick Ross. I agree 1,000,000%. Quake, I'm going to have to disagree with you on Big. Yeah, I think he's certified top five. He had two staple classic hip-hop albums ready to die laughter death. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think uh, his flow, swag, his storytelling lyrics. Like, I'm not saying he's not talented. He doesn't deserve to be at least top 20. Biggie and Pac deserve top 20. I'm just saying they died in their primes, so it's not fair to the people who have been working all this time longevity-wise to just have these people go ahead of them because they died in their primes. That's not my only argument. I'm not saying Biggie, Pac did not have talent. They're one of the most talented artists in hip-hop, period. The yeah. fact that they died in their prime is the issue here. Um, people are mad Big L wasn't in there. Big L never released an album, never got a chance to actually do his thing. So I understand why Big L is not in there. Could he have been one of the greatest ever of all time? Yeah. Um, the DOC was not in there, and they consider him one of the greatest possible ever rappers, but he lost his voice after that car accident. So... You know, it's unfair to exclude those people, Big L, the DOC, but then be like, hey, Pac and Biggie can be in there. You know, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of, uh, you know. Yeah, it's just it's kind of hard. Top 20, they are top 20, 1 million percent. I, I could, could even say top 15 just because. You could say what, When Pac, you mention hip-hop, like, immediately. Yeah, you could Pac say Pac, because of how much music he has out, you could say he's top 15. Biggie... Like like that comment said, Biggie died after his second album even came out. Like literally weeks later, his second album came out and then died before. No, like before and then weeks after the album came out. So he didn't even like, he dropped one album before he died. Then a second one after he died, weeks after. So it's like, I don't know. It's unfair to the people that have been yeah, working yeah, no, I feel you this whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Like DMX dropping, how many albums yeah. he dropped? Wayne dropping all these albums, Drake, yeah. all these Jay-Z, Nas, M, 50, whatever, all these people, Kanye, all these people have dropped all these fucking albums, doing all this work to be outshined by somebody that died in their prime. I think that's unfair. And dropped two albums. Yeah, so Come one on. guy said, LOL, future over Ludacris, hilarious. I We agreed the same thing. That's stupid. Uh, Ludacris is way ahead of future. My, my, uh, Heck yeah. Come on, quick with fangers. Eminem better than Tupac. Nas and Biggie laugh my ass off. Worst take ever. That's our opinion. I mean, I, I think Eminem is better than, than those three in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just think about it. When you look at sales, when you look at rap lyrics, just look at influence. Look at That's influence. another thing that you guys just don't think about is influence. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, you can Google this, and I've said this thousands of times. When Eminem dropped an album. Everybody that year that dropped their albums sold more because Eminem brought more people to the stores to buy albums. So 
What other artists on this fucking list can you name has done that? Not a single one. Nobody's. That alone puts you in a different tier of, of artists. I don't care what the fuck you think he is. White, black, piccolo, green. Doesn't matter to me, man. I don't care what skin color. It Chao could be. Tzu, yeah. yeah, it could be Chao Tzu white from Dragon Ball Z. It doesn't matter to me. It could be SpongeBob SquarePants color, yellow. SquarePants. Doesn't matter to me, man. Eminem's earned his accolades. He's worked his ass off to get where he's at. Uh, he's definitely top five easily. To me, he's top three without even hesitating. Top three, Eminem? Easily, 100%. yeah. The fact that they got him at number five is just... I think Donald Trump would say he's top three. What does that have anything to do I don't do know. Anything, I'm just saying. But, um, yeah, so... Yeah, crazy. Um, back to what the fuck we were talking about. Wayne, huge influence. Shout out to Eleni Chapa. Pharrell Williams. So this... So, you know, as Virgil passed away due to cancer, somebody had to fill in the spot of where Virgil left off at Louis Vuitton. Pharrell has been appointed that spot, and I couldn't think of a better person because Pharrell's style is something that's been yeah, always influential throughout unique. years. Uh, so let's go over the article. Pharrell has been named the next men's head designer at Louis Vuitton, a position similar to the ones held by late Virgil. Uh, the French Fashion House made the hire official on Tuesday, February 14th, revealing that Skateboard P's first Louis Vuitton collection will be unveiled next June during Men's Fashion Week in Paris next June. So is this, this so not this upcoming one? Uh, they said, Pharrell Williams is a visionary whose creative, universe, uh, whose creative universes expand from music to art and to fashion, establishing himself as a cultural global icon over the past 20 years. The way in which he breaks boundaries across the various worlds he explores aligns with Louis Vuitton's status as cultural mason, reinforcing its values of innovation, pioneer spirit, and entrepreneurship. Uh, Petiro Bacari, Louis Vuitton's chairman and CEO, added in a statement, I'm glad to welcome Pharrell back home after our collaborations in 2004 and 2008 for Louis Vuitton as our new men's creative director. His creative vision beyond fashion will undoubtedly lead Louis Vuitton towards a new and very exciting chapter. Pusha T said, among those, let's be clear, let's be very clear, he's always been first. Respectfully, of course, timelines don't lie right. Put a date on it, and this was after designing the shades years after. Correct me if I'm wrong. Congrats, man. Yeah, he designed those big-ass popular Louis Vuitton shades that everybody was wearing. So, uh, yeah. it's Other than they picked the right person. Yeah, so it's it's 100%. it makes 1 million percent sense. Congratulations to Pharrell Williams. Uh, show, man. Can't wait to see it. You know, from producer to artist to, you know, fashionista. Uh, I wonder how much they pay for this position, bro. Because the reason why I'm asking this is because someone at that level, I feel like, needs to be get paid a good amount to take his time, to take time away from what he's doing, other things, to work and be there. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, he's getting paid millions of dollars on it. So that's what I'm saying. I just wonder, because I know Virgil, he got big, but, like, he wasn't a celebrity. Like, you know, Pharrell's different. When you're hiring a celebrity versus Virgil, who was not known and eventually got big with the off-white stuff. Um, yeah, just, I'm curious. I wonder what, what like, what the salary for that would be. It's Five, like, ten million a year? Twenty million? Easily. I don't know. Easily ten million. Yeah, so, interesting. So to take time, okay. Yeah, take time out of your time to do that. Makes sense. Yeah, congratulations to Pharrell. Curtis! Uh-oh. Always Curtis, man. Take a shot. <laughs> Take a shot. Curtis. Uh, so this was crazy news. Not really surprising because 
you know, this guy's the GOAT, which I said all the time. Uh, 50 has signed a new deal with Fox. 50 has a new home in film and TV space. The Queen's icon signed a non-exclusive broadcast direct deal with Fox. (coughs) Fox announced on Tuesday, February 14th, that 50 will develop scripted dramas, live-action comedies, and an animated series in partnership with his June at film and television production company. I'm excited to to formalize a partnership with Michael Thorne and Fox that will allow June at film and television to focus on putting multiple series on Fox, a perfect broadcast destination for June at film and television content, while our premium streaming scripted and non-scripted slates continue to grow in all directions, 50 said in the statement. Yet on Instagram, how's your day going? Mine's going good. Happy Valentine's Day and Green Line Gang. I don't mix Fox. Boom, Jade. Green Line Gang. Uh, Fox Entertainment president of scripted programming stated... Whether it's music, film, or television, Curtis always delivers premium entertainment that captivates millions of fans across the globe. <laughs> Curtis! He killed it, yo. He is the rare multi-hyphenate with a deft hand at storytelling, no matter the format or medium. And we're looking forward to developing new and exciting series for Fox with him and his team. Fantastic. Um, the crazy thing is, I wonder how much this deal is worth, because he has... He is going to re-up with stars, which is last time he did a stars deal was 150 million. So what is the stars deal going to be worth? I think it's going to be worth three. No, nah, I think three to four hundred, maybe five hundred million, probably. Um, and then you yeah, got a Fox I'm, deal. I'm guessing probably three hundred million. Three hundred million. Yeah. yeah, I think they're going to double. God damn. Yeah. So much money, boy. I mean, you they do probably it. bring it with eighteen wheelers. <laughs> so full of money. Yeah. So then Fox doing this because I remember Fifty mentioning. He wrote a book called Playground about bullies. I remember they mentioned 50 wrote a book about bullies. Yeah, it's funny. So, that you know, for kids, literally mm-hmm. for kids to read. And he had mentioned at the time that Fox was wanting to do an animated series about it, like a cartoon about it. Wow. Okay. So that was a long time ago. So now that they're mentioning in this, I think they're just trying to package a lot of the shows that 50's got into Fox and to present it, you know, with this deal. Mm. So that's why it makes sense. It's been taking forever because he announced this shit like probably in 2014, 15. Like, damn, what is this show coming out? I see. But let's be honest. 50's had his like somewhat failures in TV. He's had oh, some yeah, failures. You yeah. showed me a lot of them. Yeah. He's, he's, the first one was the for the money and the power. And that, that TV show, that was on MTV 2008. Trash. I like the show, but it failed on MTV completely. It, it, was, it was all right. Here's the thing. I remember watching it. It was on primetime MTV which is like, I don't know what slots it was, but it was like at 8 o'clock. That's usually when like prime time everybody's watching MTV. It was only on that time for three episodes. It performed so poorly after those three episodes, they just put it at nighttime, like at 1 at night, new episodes to watch. At 1 at night, when nobody's awake, they just put the rest, because they spent the money already on the episodes, so they're just like, might as well just put them out. Yeah, I think it was just, show the flopped. show was kind of dull. It was just like not. I liked it. It was people competing, competing every day. To give fifty to give them, I think it was a quarter of a million, two hundred fifty thousand to invest to the business. Yeah, so people were fighting every day. It was, I think it was just a bad timing because fifty just lost to Kanye. The music wasn't hitting, and then he drops that show. It was just a bad. I think I don't know. It was just a bad timing. That show failed. Maybe, yeah. That four life TV show on ABC, that's gone, done, failed. The viewership on that wasn't good. Uh, what else has he got? TV shows that failed. I think he's got like a one. Oh, the the BT one. Remember the 50 Central show? Oh, yeah. That failed, too. That's gone. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. It's three yeah. shows that, that missed the mark. Yeah. But then you got power. You got 
First Power, you got all these spinoffs, five of them, mm. and then you got BMF, so six shows. So six for three. Yeah. That's not bad. He's on a, he's on a positive, you know. No, no, um, he's on the right direction right now. Yeah, so. He's on a roll. We'll see how the, the Fox shows go. It's working out well for him. But obviously, yeah, doing all these deals makes yeah. makes sense. I mean, shit. I bet you Fox cutting that check. So, yeah. Congrats to 50, man. Man, throw, throw me 100K. Yeah, congrats, 50. Uh, thanks, 50. Yeah, you says. By the way, I want to check out that Yayo mixtape. He dropped it. Oh, yeah. I got to um, check that out. I want to go on actual Twitch live probably or YouTube live and check it out once I get some time. I just don't have no time for it. So, um, I did listen to some of the mixtape. I'm not going to lie. So, I listened to about three or four tracks. But I was like, let me chill. I'll probably try to go on live. If I, if I don't go on live within a week from now, then, yeah, I'm just not going to go on live at all. But I'll, I'll see if I can. I heard one of the rack, the, one of the racks. Racks. One of the tracks sounded very dope. Sounded good. Yeah, you just dropped a music video for another one, so I haven't seen it. But yeah. you dropped I heard it like video. 20 seconds. I don't know how from somebody posted or something. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm just going to. I want to bump the shit in the car. I like listening to the car. And Yayo's doing a whole con- Canada tour and it's doing, it's going well. Yeah. One of our, one of the, uh, the fans, he was like sending me videos. Yeah, it's going well. On so. DM, he was like, look at this shit. Yeah, it's going well. Dope, so, yeah. um, yeah, That's shout good, out. man. I'm glad he's doing that. Yeah. Banks. Where's <coughs> your tour? Flow came with a tag. Banks, where you? Yeah. In Canada. I can't believe we, we bought tickets for Atlanta and never came. That's yeah, man. Sad. I was so excited. Yeah. It's to go to Banks, finally. Unfortunate, man. And then you don't show up. Yeah, they, they canceled the show and then refunded us our tickets. Yeah, Banks, you got to do a tour, man, for sure. That's a Come must. On, uh, Snoop Dogg is finally bringing yeah, back... Death Row's music catalog to streaming platforms. I know y'all been waiting for this fucking forever. Yeah. Everybody's been waiting for this forever. Waiting for years. Uh, Snoop Dogg has brought Death Row Records catalog over to TikTok after removing it from streaming services upon requiring the rights last year. According to Billboard Report, on Tuesday, February 14th, the exclusive partnership for the first of its kind with TikTok's sound-on distribution and marketing service they'll only have the catalog, which includes Tupac's All Eyes on Me and Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style, among others, exclusively for one week. However, in a statement, Snoop said that the timing was based around the Super Bowl. Since I took Death Row off streaming almost a year ago, not a day goes by without people asking me to put it back up. As the Super Bowl rolled around, I knew fans would be looking for the music for my iconic performance in 2022, so I wanted to reintroduce the most historic catalog to the people. He added, Death Row releases will be back on streaming services real soon. Uh, Snoop Dogg acquired the Death Row catalog in early 2022 and pulled it from streaming services shortly after an April appearance on Drink Champs, legendary rapper explained his reasoning. First thing I did was snatch all the music off the platforms traditionally known to people because those platforms don't pay, he said. And those platforms get millions and millions of streams and nobody gets paid other than the record labels. So what I wanted to do is scratch my music off, create a platform similar to Amazon, Netflix, Hulu. It'll be a Death Row app and the music in the meantime will live in the metaverse. So clearly wow. he's still going to do that, but I think he's just going to... Uh, Give the fans what they want for now, and then eventually change it. I'm sure. Um, Death Row app, interesting. So, yeah. So, I mean, Snoop Dogg did play a role in the Chronic um, coming back as well on streaming services. So he's doing the right thing. That's wild that Snoop Dogg eventually bought the label that um, basically got him to blow up mm-hmm. because Suge Knight fucked it all up. Has Suge Knight just been a smart businessman and not doing the shit that he was doing? This guy would be the richest. He'd be Birdman. 
be bigger than Birdman. Oh, probably, yeah. Yeah, he would be... Because here's the thing. Here's the thing about Suge Knight that a lot of people don't think about. Tupac was never a gangster. He was never a gangster. Suge Knight turned him into that. Tupac used to be on one was what was... Uh, Used to take art classes, like used to be one of those, uh, yeah, you know, like, uh, yeah, artistic people. Never was a gangster. Gets locked up. Suge Knight offers him a contract, help you out of the situation. Boom, turns him to a gangster rapper. What does that do? Gets Pac killed. Gets Biggie killed. Gets Suge Knight labeled destroyed. Dr. Dre wants to leave. Doesn't like what's going on. Snoop Dogg leaves. Boom, destroys the whole label. Imagine if Suge Knight never went that route. And just kept it professional, corporate, didn't influence people to do bad shit. He'd be bigger than Birdman. He'd be the biggest music mogul. You would have Snoop Dogg, Tupac, Dr. Dre still with you. Dr. Dre would have got eventually Eminem on Death Row. Eminem would probably eventually got 50 on Death Row. Game, Kendrick, Kendrick and so on and so forth. And potentially could have been more shit. Little babe. Who knows could have got on that. Drake would have probably, probably got on death. Row. Oh, my. Who knows? Bigger than Birdman. So, no, just off those alone, I think it's bigger than Birdman. Facts. So, yeah, Suge Knight really, I I know he's in that cell just regretting so much shit in his life, man. Yeah. Imagine reflecting in your life. You had all this, and you just, just through your own stupid actions, you lose everything. Like, I could not live myself, man. That would be my deepest regret. What happens when shit moves too fast, and you just don't think, and you just get distracted by the money, and. No, just too much gangster shit, man. It was, yeah. You don't need to do any of that, bro. Any of that. And I don't know, man. man was, that's a good... I never thought of that. That's, that's a huge shit. what if on a lot of this shit, man. Yeah. But, I mean, that's that's the problem when you don't have professionals. That's why... This is why Dr. Dre left and did not want to deal with bullshit anymore. He was very clear. I mean, dealing with Eminem was a lot of bullshit. But Eminem was never, like, dealing with that gangster shit. Like, you know, Eminem right, had yeah. some things here and there. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Eminem, I'm not saying Eminem wasn't a gangster or anything like that. But he wasn't, like, to that to that extreme of gangster where, like, he was going around beating people up, shooting shit up, you know, doing whatever the fuck. Yeah. I mean, Eminem was, was crazy. Just, like, personal crazy stuff. Yeah. But he wasn't doing that. And then that's why Dre did not want to deal with 50. Yeah. He told M was like, that's going to be your problem. If anything goes wrong, this is all your shit. You know, I'll help and I'll get involved, but I'm not. That's your and Em was like, Em and Paul Rosenberg, like, that's our problem. We'll deal with it. Don't worry about it. Because Dre did not want to. He was tired of that shit. He was like, bro, I'm tired of this bullshit. Yeah, I don't blame him, man. And I, I, 1 million percent, I, I agree with that. So imagine if Suge Knight never went that route. So much shit different would have happened, man. That type of stuff just drains you out, man. No, if I was locked up, man, I'm going to be honest with you. If I'm locked up right now, because he caused himself to get locked up um, by running over that guy that's straight out of Compton uh, shoot at the movies. I'd... I'd probably, I don't know, man. I'd suicide probably at that point. <laughs> all that shit happened to me. Lose all that. Nothing for my name anymore. I have no money to my name. I just fucked everything off. What are you going to do in there all day? It's like, you're, you're just, everybody looks at you like you're a fucking moron. <laughs> and I, I, would, I wouldn't blame, bro. If I, if I had everything like that, I'd just blow it off like it's stupid. It, yeah, uh, but he's still Suge Knight. Though. People don't talk about him forever. Doesn't matter. People can talk about me. If I'm not, if I'm not making money off that, I don't care. Does this guy have a a release date? <laughs> I don't, I think it's like I don't even know. Never for real. <laughs> I don't know uh, when. Because I, I, I think there was a day or something. But he's gonna get too old by the time it, you know he'll he won't die. Let me see. Yeah, it's a good question. 
He is eligible for parole October 2034. Oh. Which that's not too far. Put him. That's not too far away. That's about 10, 11 years away. That's a lot, man. That's not too bad, though. I was thinking, like, this guy's locked up for, like, 2057 or some shit. He is 57 years old right now. He turns 58 in April. So this year he turns 58. So 58 oh. till 2034. That's 11 years. He'll be... He'll be 69 uh, years old. Yeah, that's... And he's not, he's not, by the way, he's not free. He's eligible for parole. So even if they don't even approve him. My, yeah. my friend, my friend. So, yeah, it's 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 a wrap, bro. He, he really, like... Damn, that's crazy, bro. Yeah, man. That don't, sucks. Man. Don't do shit professionally. And then the fact that Snoop Dogg bought Death Row years after... You see how 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 different if you make different choices in life, different things happen. Snoop Dogg was gangster, but he knew not to get involved with a bunch of dumb shit all the time. Yeah. You know, he moved smarter. Now he owns Death Row, like he owns that label now. So yeah, I think people when they get a certain success and money, they just I'm a big, you know. The bad boy, nothing can happen to me. I think people get that ego. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. I think um and he just took it. Yeah, you get that because way. because you think money you think you just throw money at things and they'll go away. Yeah. No, that's not that's not how it works. Now, to a certain extent you it can does. do that. To a certain extent you can do that. You know, if you're but if you're out here beating the fuck out of people, shooting people up, vanilla ice, there's that story of him hanging vanilla ice over the balcony to get his masters. Or the ice ice baby, right? Like you're doing shit like that of people slapping people up, shooting. You're not gonna get away with that for much long, man. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, wild, wild turn of events in terms of hip hop, and a great what if story that I might explore in the future. Kind of see what. Yeah, what, that would be dope. What if? Yeah, turn of events. You know, that would happen. Uh, big Gip. So. You know, I was looking up because I didn't. To be honest with you, I, I wasn't knowing who Big Gip was. But then, you know, I looked, and uh, Goody Mob. Um, part of Goody Mob. I just I don't know why that name wasn't ringing bells for me at all. He did an interview with the Art of Dialogue. Shout out to them. And uh, <laughs> this is something I've been saying. That I'm glad the world is slowly slowly starting to be like, okay, this makes sense. What do I get attacked for when I say, um, you know, when I speak about things? Um, I get attacked for saying that 50 Cent's bigger than Jay-Z. You know, I got on Twitter. A lot of people agreed. But then you get people that are like, nah, man, what the fuck are you talking about? You don't know shit. Why are you speaking on the culture? I got one person mentioned about me being white, which had nothing to do with anything. You know, she was like, why are you speaking on something you have no... I'm like, that makes no sense what... And it, I don't know what she said. She said something along the lines of, like, that was very racist. And I was like, if I said that to you, if the roles were reversed and I said that to you and I judge you off your skin color, like, how would you feel? You'd be like, you're very racist. So you can't just throw that at people and then, you know, if somebody throws that back at you, not get mad at that. Which I didn't throw it back at her. I just, I gave right. her an example. She has a degree in her, like, bio. She had, like, some university degree. I was like, you're you're acting like a child. This is not how a person who has a, a that that prestigious of a degree acts. But um, you get people like that that like because of your skin color, they'd be like, ah, you don't know shit about this culture, you don't know nothing, blah blah blah. But you know the numbers back it up. The numbers are there. Usually when I speak on things, I speak on facts, 
for the most part. Uh, it's rare that I throw my opinion out there. That list, that billboard list, is an opinion thing. Um, but this guy, Big Gip, part of Goody Mob, said DMX and 50 Cent were bigger than Jay-Z. But New York never really recognized him as one of the best ever. Because New York just ultimately uh, nut hugs Jay-Z. I think America, in period, nut hugs Jay-Z. Like I said, he's America's sweetheart. I think, uh, you know, if you were to speak any anything like you're just criticizing Jay-Z about, people attack you like crazy. So I want to play a little bit of this clip. I don't know exactly where he speaks on uh, the 50 Cent thing and then DMX thing, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a little bit through this. Take that man genius away from him. He is one of the best technical and baddest rappers from New York that has ever come from New York. True. But that's by New York standards. You know what I mean? <laughs> Out here on the West Coast, they love Easy e and Q. And that's what makes Jay smart. That's what makes Jay a great bitch. You just the best in your region. Yeah, so, so he, what are you saying? This part is like, hey, each region has its best. So he hates when people say this guy's the best of all. Which, I mean. Kind of true, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, let me skip through some of this. Said it was Jay, man, it's been 50 cent, bruh. Let me see. I mean, come on, bro. Even when they said it was Jay, man, it's been 50 cent, bruh. When 50 came out, I ain't hear no Jay-Z music. It just stopped playing. Thanks. Come on, bro. I would there. When 50 came out, he shut everything down. And the reason why they didn't give it to 50, you know why? Because the West Coast did his music. So they New York has never crowned 50 cents because the West Coast did his music. Dr. Dre. Yeah, and he has a point to that. Because I remember when Tony Yeo went on to Matt Hoffa's podcast mm-hmm. and was like the whole game situation. The reason why Dr. Dre was so big on trying to get game to blow up was because that was a West Coast artist. He wanted to blow up a West Coast artist. He right. didn't want to blow up a New York artist. So... That's the thing. When 50 blew up, New York was like, okay, this guy's more West Coast. We can't, you know, yeah, he's big in New York, but he's getting hell from West Coast. Sounds like West Coast on a lot of these tracks. Yeah, we can't, we can't. But the the, the unique thing about 50 is he had like a Southern flair to his voice. He was New York, but sounded Southern. And then he had, he had beats from West Coast, beats from New York, beats that sounded like the South, was mixed with everything. That's why when J. Cole said it's rap's thriller, it's because it's, it just has everything in it. Everything that you want in terms of hip-hop, it has in it. So when he's saying, he's like, the reason why they didn't crown him, you know, is because he did get, and I didn't think of that, he did get help from West Coast. So people in New York are probably like, nah, he's not really New York, New York. When yeah. in reality, he is New York. I see what you're saying. So regardless, you hear what he said here? You hear what he said? He said everything was shut down. Nobody gave a flying fuck about Jay-Z when 50 came out. Jay-Z retired. Let me make that very clear. He did yeah. retire. I don't know why people... Push that off and say Jay-Z just wanted to take a break. No, you don't take a break the moment when somebody becomes hot like that and destroys. All, all of a sudden, that moment, you take a break. Yeah. Why didn't you wait two, three years later after that? Or do it a year or two before? Why didn't you take a break before that? So why not when you drop Blueprint 2, 2002? Dropped it, took a break, okay. And then 50 came, then you could say, okay. Here I mean, he a- admitted it too on Breakfast Club on the interview. He was like, 
y'all get ready, 50 Cent is coming. Yeah, but like, people are saying he was talking about his artist. He wasn't talking about himself because he was saying, I, I got in the studio, I told I told my artist, 50, flood the music because 50's coming. He was saying it for himself, too. I mean, yeah, that's you know, what... That's he, just, what he, he just didn't make it sound that way, yeah, you know? Yeah, so... Because it was for him, too, man. He, 50 Cent is the only artist when he came out during his time that even the West, South, North, East, whatever was sh- like, whoa, yeah, this was, guy's out. It was done for a while for yeah, a lot of people. Everywhere. And then, uh, Mensa's DMX, so let's go. Then if you want to say a bigger label, when you say a bigger label, so if you go back and look at the Rockefeller roster, so all I, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I just be oh, looking. You can at say it. Rough Riders too. Rough Rod, man, come on, bro. Like, like, come on, bro. Like, I don't care what you say. To me, DMS was bigger than Shawty all day. Shawty put out two albums in one year that smoked anything he put out. And you still said he was the best. Why you think a motherfucker like that get, oh, fuck this industry, man, fuck this industry. Because y'all still want who y'all want to be the best. But the numbers say DMX is the biggest thing walking around here. And when it wasn't on DMX and it was 50 Cent, you still, it was it was somebody else. But it was the numbers say 50 Cent. <laughs> so that's why I'm just like, you know what, New York and your bias shit <laughs> and whoever you're with, cool. That's who the people want to be the best because that's who they fuck with. Now, what the people fuck with, it's just a whole nother story. So, yeah, basically, this is my point exactly. This is when I argue with people about 50 being bigger globally. Get Rich is at 16 million worldwide. Jay-Z's biggest worldwide album is about 8 million. That's double the numbers. So the reach is way wider, way wider by 8 million people. Yeah, and that clearly says people fuck with you more. Exactly. You so sell more. I don't know how people can switch switch that, twist that, say this, that. By the way, in the club, it's a birthday song. Jay-Z does not have a song like that. That's like plays every single day of the birthday. Nobody, it's rare that any hip-hop artist has a record like that. So, um, yeah, this just further proves it. Shout out to uh, Big Gip, obviously. Um, shout out to him for speaking the truth. And I'm glad more and more people are speaking the truth because obviously people are just scared to say whatever they want to say about Jay-Z. If I ever got to a point where I got invited to Hot 97, if I said something like that about Jay-Z, they'd be like, nah, man, you're tripping. Hot 97, nut. We got to stop. Yeah, Hot 97 nut hugs Jay-Z like crazy. A lot of these platforms do, man. You guys just don't notice it. You guys just, they're not as obvious with it is what I'm saying. Me, I'm honest. My goat is 50, but I will be honest with 50. He did not have a long run. You know, he did fall off. So that's where Jay-Z beats him. I never argued longevity. I never said, yo, longevity. Here's the best way to put this. 50 was Michael Jordan because Michael Jordan had the biggest peak ever. 50 had the biggest peak ever. But Jay-Z can be LeBron James. Longevity. Blood of So that's the way I looked at it. Um, and, you know, if you have Michael Jordan as the GOAT, LeBron as the GOAT, whatever you prefer, whatever your cup of tea is, um, yeah. Crazy though. I'm glad that somebody, you know, no, no. somebody said something about this because shout out to Big Gip, man. And then yeah, Big Gip also talked about how Tupac had better albums than uh Jay-Z. How Jay-Z took from Biggie as well. And if Biggie was alive, Jay-Z would not be nowhere where he's at right now. 
Tupac would smoke Jay-Z on a versus whatever if he was live still making music. That's a what if, though. I'm not... not yeah, but that's know. a good point, though. You if could, Biggie was still alive, would Jay-Z be number one? Yeah, but even even they interviewed Jay-Z and asked him that. He's like, that's a what if. Like, he's like, you know, I how can you just fathom things like that? Like, it's, it doesn't... What ifs, I don't get into. I get into the numbers and facts. The numbers say 50 washes him. The numbers say Jay-Z... I mean, DMX was bigger than Jay-Z, period. The sales prove it right there. DMX was doing like 600,000 first week, doing five times platinum. While Jay-Z was doing two, maybe three times platinum if he was lucky. So that's more, you know, more dialogue, more further proof that uh, the Jay-Z nut-hugging is crazy. So I'm not here to, uh, by the way, it seems like I'm here to diss him, Jay-Z. I don't, you know, I'm not here to diss him. I'm just, it was interesting to see that. that finally, there's people in the music industry are, you know, just speaking their mind about things. Right. Uh, Billboard Hot 100. Miley Cyrus still number one, true number one record. Still there. Kill Bill at number two. SZA still there. Last Night Morgan Wallen's at number three. Unholy Sam Smith is at number four. Creepin' Metro Boomin is at number five. Cuff It Beyonce, number six. Antihero, Taylor Swift, number seven. Die For You, The Weeknd, number eight. I'm Good, David Guetta, number nine. As It Was, Harry Styles, number 10. Rich Flex at number 11 with Drake. Just Wanna Rock, Lil Uzi Vert, number 12. Under Their Influence, Chris Brown, number 16. Superheroes, superhero, heroes and villains, 25, Metro Boomin, SZA shirt, 29. By the way, Koi LeRae is at number 28 with players. She's slowly climbing up the charts. A lot of people were clowning her for poor album sales, but the fact that she's slowly climbing up the charts shows that if you stay consistent, deliver quality music, you're going to get up there. So shout out to her. Uh, Snooze, SZA number 34, Wait For You Future number 36. Um, Glorilla, Cardi B, number 40, tomorrow. Let's see. Says that nobody gets him number 44. Lift Me Up, Rihanna, number 52. I assume because of the Super Bowl, Rihanna's music is going to skyrocket probably on the charts. Yeah. I don't know if it's done it right now. I don't know if this is the charts recently, but Freestyle, Little Baby, number 60. Spin About You, Drake, 21 Savage, number 62. Tory Lane's a Color Violet, number 67. Uh, SZA Blind, number 73. Love You Better Future, number 76. Love Language, SZA, number 80. In Ha Mood, Ice Spice, number 85, debut. She's been killing it recently, too. Do It Again, Emily Chopper, number 87. Metro Boomin, 29th, number 89. SZA, Ghost in the Machine, re-entry at number 90. Little Baby California Breeze, number 93. Open Arms, SZA with Travis Scott, re-entry at number 100. So SZA still, her album's still still doing things with all these tracks still being on there. So that's interesting. See what the next, I wonder what the next hit from her is going to be from this album. Let's see what the, what, what was the number that was it at? What was the most recent number? Nobody gets Shirt. it at 44. Shirt. Shirt is at number 29. It's slowly climbing up, so that's probably the next. Yeah. Would be, wouldn't be surprised if that's the next hit. But that's it for today's episode yep. of the Diverse Mentality Podcast, number 176. Oof. Once again, thank you guys for supporting, listening, streaming on Spotify, Deezer, Pocket Cast, YouTube. Have an amazing night, day, whenever you're listening to this, and peace. Thanks. Love.